0: Welcome to Vice and Easy, your podcast for all things Miami Vice, with your host, Marina. Hello, and welcome back to Vice and Easy. As you'll note, this week we are doing another Vice D special, this time on our other star, Don Johnson. So this week I wanted to break up. It would be a much longer episode, let me put it that way, if I were to... Break down Don Johnson's entire love life, but because Patty Darbinville graced our screens for our last episode, season two, episode eleven, "Back in the World," I wanted to dive a little bit into her, and then the one relationship I very much remember hearing about and being very surprised when I first was getting into my advice was Barbara Streisand. So this episode is going to kind of give you a little bit of a bigger picture of those two important relationships in his life. And fun fact, they even started a movie together before all this ever happened. Sadly, despite what the picture may look like on the cover art, they never actually crossed paths romantically. However, Don Johnson did have a little problem keeping his pants for Barbara Streisand. Let's get down to the episode. All right, let's go all the way back to 1972 when Don Johnson met a very young, <laughs> the problematic light from Jesus Amaro should be <laughs> appropriate in this podcast for this exact moment. But we'll get to that. She's going to get her own episode, and all of her ex husbands deserve to be covered extensively. So, Don Johnson met Melanie Griffith, the daughter of Tippi Hendren, in 1972. They were married in January 1976 and divorced. November, 1976. Yes, the exact same year. Don Johnson was also previously married. Both those marriages were annulled. One of the marriages I did recall reading in a Playgirl article that was kindly posted and the screenshot sent to me on Instagram. It was described as a grooming situation, which is incredibly unfortunate. I want to say I don't remember the exact details, but I believe that he ran away with one of his acting teachers while he was a teenager and got married. So obviously I don't really feel like diving into that um, and the optics of that. So please keep in mind that at this time, 1976, he is now twice annulled, once divorced. In the meantime, Melanie Griffith marries and has a son Alexander, with Scarface actor Stephen Bauer. And now in between, they're getting back together in around 1989, which again, will get its own episode, culminating in the surprise pregnancy and birth of Dakota Johnson, who you all know today. So we're just kind of gonna focus right now, a little bit late 70s, getting into his relationships with Patty and Barbara. Also, in this time in the late 70s, Don Johnson dates Sally Adams, who was the ex of Telly Savalas, who is the stepfather to Nicolette Sheridan because Sally was her mother. So very interesting little triangle there. I can't find any pictures of them, but this is kind of the scandalous story. Don was seeing Tanya Tucker at the time while out to dinner with Tanya, as the lore goes, he meets Patty Darmanville. Night, January 1981, leaves with Patty, stays in bed with her for eight days. The rumor is, is that shortly thereafter, Jesse was conceived. There was an article that was trying to say that Jesse was conceived in these eight days, but if Jesse was born in 1982 and they were... Enjoying their time together in January 1981. It's a pretty long gestation period. So let's just suspend that belief for now. So, this is how they met. Now, who is Patty Darwinville? We just saw her recently on Back in the World as Mrs. Stone, but she actually has an incredibly interesting life story of her own. Now, Patty Darwinville was born May 25th, 1951, in Manhattan to, unfortunately, a bartender, yay gambler nay and an artist mother and is with that kind of connection to the arts that she was somewhat active as a child actor. She was in an NYU student project when she was about eight years old. She was also attending the school for professional children at the time and was interacting with Wendy Andy Warhol. But when she was actually 17, at this time she's already moved out of the house. She's pursuing modeling he approached her to star in the movie Flesh. She was only 17, so she had to get permission somehow. And this was in 1968. She continued to star, um, do work abroad, but she did come back in 1972 to star in L'Amour with none other than Carl Lagerfeld in this Andy Warhol project. So she was known for more graphic roles at the time. Keep in mind, she's still quite young. She's 21 when she's filming L'Amour. But in the late 60s, she was actually dating Cat Stevens in London again. So she was about like l- l- end of her teenage years. And then when she wanted to kind of continue pursuing her modeling career in New York and in Paris, Their breakup inspired two songs, the one you all know, which is Wild World. And then of course, Lady Darbinville, which is very cute. But apparently that was written when she just went to New York for a month and apparently he was so despondent he wrote this song about her. But again, what are you gonna do when there's a 19 year old beautiful girl who's gonna pursue her modeling career? Of course she's gonna go out into the world and explore all there is to see. So she seems like an incredibly cool woman. She was also married to a Frenchman, lived in France, fluent in French. She lived in France for about 10 years per my research. So incredibly cool. So again, 1981, she is back in the States. She does write an article in People Magazine that I've linked to, that when she returned to the States in 1977, she was already two years into a heroin addiction. There was another People article where they basically talk about how Patty was able to help Don Johnson get treatment for his addiction issues as well. There are some conflicting timelines, but I believe 1983 was when Don Johnson entered Alcoholics Anonymous, which kind of fits in with the timeline. So, of course, they meet in 1981. They're eight days in bed, however, later extended to a long relationship. Now, it's pretty funny that she is quoted as saying, let me find the quote for you. She described their relationship as, quote, a minor relationship, end quote, that became a quote, big deal (laughs) via the birth of their son, Jesse, who might I add is spitting image of Todd Johnson. This man has some incredibly strong, gorgeous genes because basically every single one of his children that I've seen look exactly like him. Those are some strong genes that man has. Now there's another funny, fun fact. When I was looking at her IMDb and I see... Barbara Streisand pop up. And I was like, wait. So in 1979, Patty was starring in the movie, The Main Event with Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neal. She played Donna. So she was still one of the main cast members in the film. But I just thought that was incredibly interesting because only nine years later, maybe eight or nine years later, let me get to the timeline before I mess this up. Barbara would also be involved with Don Johnson and a little bit more backstory they didn't really comment in this in the People article that I mentioned where it kind of checks in with her late in life she is married to a hunky younger New York firefighter living sprawling house in Long Island with her three children with the firefighter his name is Terry Quinn she does the article does mention that Jesse was living with Don Johnson full time in Aspen and that Don Johnson won full physical custody of Jesse in 1993 but There was no comment on that. And Patty does make a comment that Jesse was happier living in Aspen, closer to her friends. But of course she wanted Jesse there with them. So that's a little bit of a sad note to end up on. So let's get to some real scandal because Donna and Barbara not only had a weirdly tumultuous relationship that kind of crossed over into him getting back and impregnating his ex-wife and soon-to-be-again wife, Melanie Griffith. They also released a song together. And now, while this song was not written by either of them, let me just go through some of the lyrics. I think it's a great showcasing of Don Johnson's vocal abilities and his singing prowess. I think that sometimes his voice isn't well suited to some of the material, but I think on this he was really able to showcase his chops. So let's give him a round of applause, some credit for that. But let's get back to these lyrics. I was lost, I was blind, till I loved you. Wouldn't see, couldn't find someone new. You were my friend, dear friend. I held you close to my heart. But I never thought that I'd feel the way I do until that certain moment when I loved you. And now I can't ever imagine my life without you. It seems I spend all of my time thinking only about you. And it goes on and on. It's it's cheesy, but it's a okay cute song and again it's very much part of the barbara streisand universe and like kind of like breathy high vocal and you know i'd give her credit for that she's a very talented woman but as you will see in these magazines and articles i'm about to quote she is not a well-liked woman obviously we've all heard rumblings about how difficult of a person she is how unpleasant she is the fact that one of the important memories of my childhood pop culture wise was her being the monster the mecha story on south park <laughs> and it turns out that even our own sources are throwing her under the bus i i'm reminding you all listeners and reminding myself to treat those around you really well because they are the first ones who <laughs> drag your name in the mud as you will see with this story so now how did Don Johnson and Barbara Streisand end up meeting. Well, rich people things. Aspen, Christmas, 1987. They officially debuted as a couple at the Mike Tyson-Larry Holmes fight on January 2nd, 1988 in Atlantic City, with a quote saying, underneath all her glitz, Barbara is still the ugly girl that everybody shunned when she was a kid, end quote. Another quote, Barbara and Don, quote, possess two of the biggest egos, this side of Frank Sinatra, end quote. (laughs) Now with that, now what came of this couple? Not very much. There were rumors of marriage. However, Don Johnson at that time didn't really seem to be interested in it. In fact, he was rekindling things with his ex-wife, Melanie Griffith at the end of the relationship with two women kind of swapping on the same timeline. But before we get to that, they were both signed to the same record label. So it makes sense that they're single, till I loved you. It doesn't, it's not that weird. And I actually think it's kind of cute. And I think honestly, it is the perfect late eighties, romantic pop culture release. How amazing is that to be starring on, well, Miami Vice at the time in 1987, 1988, it wasn't as hot as it was in around 1984 and 1985, but still Don Johnson was a household name along with Barbara Streisand and her being older, him being younger. I still think super cool. Now, again, as you can tell, I am not a fan of Barbara Streisand from what I've heard and <laughs> having one of my sources call me, quote, an ugly kid. I was an ugly kid. However, my friends can't say that, but I can. You know what I mean? So, who Now, I will mention this. So, Don Johnson has married Melanie Griffith, who, again, little reminder, she's the daughter to be Hendren of Hitchcock Blonde. His current wife, Kelly, a San Francisco socialite, who also previously dated Gavin Newsom. Barbara Streisand. See what I'm getting at women with a lot of connection and powers i'm not saying that this is the motivating force but i'm saying this is a benefit and relationships professional or personal they are used in leverage in different ways per people magazine quote she's now swinging professional doors wide open for johnson maybe she thinks That's the way to keep them steady and faithful." End quote. (laughs) All right, well, this is a little bit cuter. We see a little bit of humanity in Babs, as you will. This is what she said to Ladies Home Journal, quote, "'Like me, he's often misinterpreted "'and called tough and difficult, but it is not true.'" She also notes that it's different dating someone on the same playing field as her, Quote, I can enjoy my celebrity because I don't have to apologize to the man I'm with. End quote. Because Don Johnson, big enough household name at the time. I think that is also very interesting. The fact that she felt that she had to apologize to the man she was with for being famous, talented, and successful just shows you the kind of insecure men that she was dating before. So I could see why she's probably head over heels with not only one of the most handsome stars on the planet at that time but someone who wasn't threatened by her fame that's really interesting and like i just started let's start winding down this relationship shall we For <laughs> another quote or one aspen acquaintance states quote one weekend barbara would be in aspen as his house guest the next weekend he'd be hosting some other young thing end quote And timeline-wise, yes, by August 1988, Melanie John had... Melanie and Don, why do I keep saying John? Melanie and Don, not Don Johnson. Obviously, we're talking about the same guy, but I don't need to say his full name the entire episode. One more time. And in August 1988, Melanie and Don had rekindled and he was seeing both women. Now, after the breakup, Barbara was crushed. Apparently, her mother warned her friends not to bring him up. They had split for good by the time that their single had actually reached the top 40 charts in October 1988 and to give a little context into timeline Dakota Johnson was born I believe October 3rd or October 4th 1989 so yeah I do think it's a very interesting couple and I don't want to have sympathy or feeling towards Barbara Streisand, but I do. The fact that she had to apologize to the men that she was with previously for being t- famous, successful, and talented in her own right is annoying. Put all of her personality aside. I have to give Don Johnson credit for having the confidence to be with a woman like Barbara Streisand. And obviously it, it definitely got his name out there. Now, I wish that Don Johnson had released more singing material at this time. I understand, you know, things change. His celebrity changed once Miami vice was winding down, but fun fact that we'll get to when we deal with the episode, she has a walk in cameo. She has no lines on season four. I believe I looked this up. It was season four episode of Miami vice badge of dishonor. So that'll be fun. when We break that down. He just, turns around and looks at her as she walks by, and that's her cameo. And as we wind on this episode, now, where are they now? As you know, Barbara Streisand, happily married to James Brolin still. Very hot stepson, except he is a domestic abuser, so that kind of takes the wind out of my sails. On a happier note, Patty had a really cool acting career. So in the late 80s, she was doing, in early 90s, she was doing Wise Guy, which I still have to watch. It was on Peacock. I tried watching the first couple episodes. It really didn't stick with me. I did appreciate the fact that they were trying to play Vancouver off as New York City, as if. Aside from that, I will definitely give it a proper rewatch because half of the people that I love from Miami Vice are on Wise Guy, and it kind of seems up my alley. She was also in my so-called life, in New York Undercover, where she was the leading lady, Sopranos, Rescue Me, The Sinner, and as recently as 2020, Billions. Patty just seems like a really interesting, overall cool, confident woman who's lived an incredibly varied life, and she's lived many different lives, and I think. She's incredibly cool. I personally would like love to meet her one day. Barbara Streisand, not so much, but as I leave this episode, I'm not gonna be a complete B word. I'm gonna say something nice about Barbara because this quote struck me. Quote, Don was different from the others. He was the only guy she couldn't give anything to, end quote. So I do sympathize, or I guess empathize would be the proper word with her on that where this guy was so different and that she thought that she had it and he was rich he was confident he was beautiful he was successful in his own right and it got away from her so I have a little bit of sympathy for Barbara's Streisand just tiny 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 but that was just a taste of what's to come with more vice tea. I want to have more of these episodes rolling out. Melanie Griffith, like I say, every single time, she and all of her gorgeous ex-husbands will get their own episode. And I want to keep doing stuff like this to kind of give you a little bit of backstory into how connected and weird the Miami Vice world is. That Patty Darbenville and Barbara Streisand would star in a movie two years before Patty meets Don Johnson at a restaurant and eat almost a decade before Barbara Streisand meets him at a Christmas party in Aspen. And just how small and weird and kooky the world is. Thank you as always, or if you're a new listener, thank you for joining us today and for loving, liking, subscribing, and all the good things with the Vice and Easy Podcast. You can find me easily at all things social and YouTube at Vice and Easy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss fun episodes like this where we just dive into the gossip. We'll save the recaps for later. And as always, just giving you all the Miami Vice stuff you can handle. Thank you so much for listening once again. And don't forget. Hey, man, Miami Vice is number one new show.